Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Roto World's Josh Norris here with another episode of the Roto World Football Podcast, the last of the week five episodes. Obviously, if you missed yesterday's episode with Ray Summerlin, uh, Rich Rebar, and Nick Minzio, that's good through Sunday. So check that one out, but not before you listen to this one. Um, I'll have Roto Pat on later, but right now it's Evan Silva. His matchups column is up on the site right now. You can read it. You can check it out. Um, there's a lot of words there, Evan, but we're going to pick out five names to discuss. And the first one is who you think will be the top quarterback play this week. And that is Ben Roethlisberger going up against the New York Jets while at home. Yeah, it seems like everybody thinks that angry Tom Brady is the best quarterback play. Um, and I mean, I think he's a good quarterback play. But, I mean, are we sure that he's angry? I mean, shouldn't he be happy that he, he gets to play after missing the first four games? And that he was in Italy for a while. Like, that, I'd be happy. Yeah, in that um, in that, um, <laughs> in that Rob, Rob Gronkowski isn't 100%, and that Julian Edelman showed up on the injury report on Thursday with a foot injury, um, and that they're on the road, whereas Ben is at home. I mean – uh, against a, a, a pass funnel defense, the, the Jets, which gave up the quarterback 11 finish to Andy Dalton in week one, despite sacking him seven times, uh, that only has four sacks in its last three games, gave up the quarterback five finish to Tyrod Taylor, uh, gave up a top 15 finish to Alex Smith. And last week, in a spot where nobody, myself included, was even giving Russell Wilson a chance, gave up a top four week to Russell Wilson, and now Ben has uh, incredible home splits since the beginning of the 2014 season. Um, you, you can check that out in the matchups column. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a big believer in, in the home away splits, and um, you know, it, it, it's something that I've had success using as a strong data point to make decisions. I think that Ben. You know, it's hard to predict who's going to be the number one fantasy quarterback, um, but I think that he is the top fantasy quarterback play this week. And it's not just chasing points from Sunday night. It's like this offense is multidimensional. Yeah, they – I mean, Sammy Coates is a real thing. Yeah, let's get to him because I've had – Let's get to him. Difficulty matching up 
um, Ben and Antonio Brown in cash lineups, right? Um, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of salary. Uh, we know that yeah. um, Antonio Brown has 11 catches of 15-plus yards in the NFL, and that, that leads the league. But Sammy Coates is a big play threat already, and we know the Jets are giving up a lot of, of points in that area as well. Yeah, Sammy Coates leads the NFL in catches of 40-plus yards, and the Jets give, have given up the most completions of 40-plus yards. Um, Sammy Coates looks awesome. I mean, he looked bad in the preseason. So he looked bad. genuinely bad. I mean, they, they couldn't they couldn't open the season with him as a big part of their offense because he wasn't ready. But they've kept feeding him deep targets, and they're starting to connect. I mean, last week, uh, that early target to him against Marcus Peters, who a lot of people consider one of the better corners in the league uh, because he makes a lot of interceptions um, – you know that that's a 95-yard touchdown if Ben doesn't overthrow over underthrow uh, Sammy Coates. I mean, Sammy Coates is super super fast, and uh, he led the Steelers in targets last week. Um, I mean, he he's ready, man. This is this is a blow-up spot for him. He's super cheap across uh, daily fantasy this week, and uh, I mean. You know, it's just it, 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 it couldn't align any better for a cheap receiver. And I would be willing to play in cash games, Ben and Antonio Brown and Sammy Coates hmm. together. I mean, first of all, you, you need to you need to find someone cheap that will allow you to get to Maybe. the studs. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that Sammy Coates does have a floor, even if it's only like a well, he's had a 40 plus yard reception in every game, even if even if his floor is only like. 40 or 50 yards you know i think that there is a floor for him uh, especially in a game where they're probably going to throw no fewer than 35 times and uh you know against a a slow secondary i mean it it gets slower if revis is out there it looks like he's going to be a game time decision you know you're kind of even hoping that that he plays because if he does they will go after him like probably on like the first snap of the game i mean that's that's how they operate and uh, I think they'll be able to roll up a lot of points against the Jets this week. Let's move to Washington at Baltimore. Um, in games this season, Jamison Crowder has gotten his. Jordan Reed got his last week. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the week for Deshaun Jackson to get his against the Ravens? I think it is. I think that the Redskins will be facing negative game script. The Ravens eliminate tight ends. Uh, they did this last year, and now they have Eric Weddle. Um, and the kid Zach Orr has been playing really well at inside linebacker. They have two of the, they have a strong inside linebacker unit with CJ Mosley and, and Zach Orr and a strong safety unit as well. Um, and I mean, they're, you know, I don't think that Jordan Reed is going to be a complete bust, but they, I think they can slow him down because they, they slow down tight ends r- routinely. Um, and then the, the other, the other corner, Jimmy Smith, he's been playing like he used to play. Um, but before he had injury issues, he was kind of a disaster last year, but he's been really good so far this year. And Deshaun Jackson is going to get most of his routes against Sharice Wright. Um, I can't remember if we talked last week about Michael Crabtree, yeah. uh, but he was in that spot against Sharice Wright and he ripped it up. I mean, Sharice Wright has just been getting smoked every single Week. I mean, he's given up five touchdowns in his last three games. Um, so, D- Deshaun Jackson, I think that this is a game 
where because the, the Ravens are so good in run defense, uh, they're number one in football outsiders run defense DVOA. And because they shut down tight ends and because the corner on the other side is really good, like this is, it, it sets up well for Deshaun Jackson to see like nine or 10 targets and he could get like six or seven against Sharice Wright. And he, I mean, he, he can hit big plays if he gets those opportunities. And I think that he will. Let's move on to some tight ends. Um, Rob Gronkowski has kind of been a, the biggest disappointment so far. One of them mm-hmm. um, in all of fantasy circles. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, Tom Brady is back. Martellus Bennett can be a focal point of this offense, even if Gronk plays, right, Evan? Yeah, I mean, I think that until further notice, and I mean, you know, it, things could change as soon as this week, um, but I, I'm not convinced that they will. But I think that until further notice, we need to, like, digest what the Patriots have shown us. And that's that Rob Gronkowski right now is primarily a blocking tight end and he's not ready to run 35 routes a game. And Martellus Bennett is their primary receiving tight end. And, um, so I kind mean, of even how, with how yeah. Bennett was used early on in the season as kind of the extra offensive tackle, Gronk might yeah. fill that role and Bennett be the one getting the receiving opportunities. Yeah, and what's interesting is that last week, even with Gronkowski's playing time up, he went from like, I don't know, what was he? Like was a 22% 15... to 67%, I believe. Yeah, yeah, 22% in week three to 67% last week. Even with Gronk playing more, Martellus Bennett's playing time actually went up. He, he's at 92% on the season, and he was 97% uh, last week. So this is going to be a two tight end offense. I think that until further notice, Martellus Bennett is the receiving tight end. Rob Gronkowski is a combination tight end, but he's primarily a blocking tight end right now. And uh, the Browns have given up the most receptions and the most yards to tight ends through four weeks when they just can't cover the middle of the field. Um, You know, we we all thought that Dennis Pitta was back and ready to roll when he faced the Browns. Uh, Jordan Reed busted his slump against the Browns. Uh, Martellus Bennett was the best player in the Patriots offense last week. And I think he has another big, big week in him. Let's round out with one more tight end. Obviously, the Chicago Bears, Kevin White, is on IR. Who knows if he's going to return? But all those targets that Kevin White was somehow receiving, they need to be distributed now. Some to Eddie Royal, hopefully some to Alshon. But what about to Zach Miller? Yeah, I mean, he's. this looks like another situation where targets could just be funneled in the direction of Zach Miller. Brian Hoyer has played pretty well so far uh, for the bears and he's shown a connection with Zach Miller and Alshon Jeffrey is banged up and he's probably gonna have to deal with Vontae Davis in this game and Eddie Royal didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Hmm. Um, And I think that the Colts will be able to score points against the bears and the bears are going to have to respond by probably throwing a lot. Uh, They get the benefit of playing indoors uh, so far on the season, teams targeting the Colts or teams targeting targeting tight ends against the Colts have completed 17 of 18 targets. Uh, so it's a good matchup. Um, it sets up well for Zach Miller to get a lot of volume. Uh, I, I think that Zach Miller is a really strong tight end play this week. Cool, Evan. Um, thanks so much for joining me and for everyone listening. Obviously, subscribe, but also check out Evan's matchups column. 
Um, and be sure to keep listening to this podcast because I've got Roto Pack coming up as well. Welcome back to the Roto World Football Podcast. Now with me is Patrick Doherty. Roto Pat, what's up, man? Not much. It's Patrick Bennett, Doherty. Patrick too. Bennett. Actually, <laughs> it's Darty, by the way. This is this has been aggravating me. It's Darty instead Josh. of what? You're saying Doherty. It's so it's so. What do I need? How? What? To duty as host to get it right. It's Darty. Darty. Think of like Darty. Darty. Hard. Like D A R D Y. Yeah. Say it like a German, even though it's an Irish name. No, Darty. man. I, I'm terrible with accents. I just like have this slight southern one that comes out if I drink some Bud Heavies, and that's about it. To be honest, I pretty much never correct people because everyone says Doherty, but my family insists on the most difficult pronunciation, right. which is Patrick Bennett Doherty. I have a question Close. for you. I have a question for you. Um, when was the yes, last time Josh. you shaved? Um, yesterday. Well, I, I know you have like a 16 year old face, and it. <laughs> It will never go away. So my, my big question was if, one, you grow facial hair, but two, so you shaved yesterday. My Here's my thing. Do you like going to the drugstore and like tapping on these little plastic windows and like asking them, no, I want this one and then change your mind and you have to get a different one. And it's like a huge hassle, isn't it? I mean, to me, nothing is more fun than having to use my birth certificate and social security card to get razors uh, at the drugstore. Do you look yeah, like a I dangerous person? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I have I have the solution for you, Pat, because I'm sure you have a credit card, and I'm sure you use the internet, at least because you work online with rotoworld.com. <laughs> but now you can go to dollarshaveclub.com slash rotoworld and enter and get a free month, Pat. A free month. And these razors will come straight to your door. You don't have to go to the damn drugstore anymore you just can sit and click and pick whatever you want i chose the executive blade pat and i also got the shave butter and the body lotion and the bar soap and the aftershave cream i got it all pat does any of this sound positive to you i would say it sounds like a huge positive especially for a classy guy like yourself you know those are classy things for a classy guy like josh norris so i'd say it's a huge positive and once again it's dollarshaveclub.com slash rotoworld the first month is free all you have to do after that is just a few bucks a month and and just pay shipping on that first month again it's quality here's your chance to see why over three million members like me pat i am a member of dollar shave club (laughs) Um, use Dollar Shave Club. Um, it's no long-term commitment, so if you don't like it, you can stop using it. If if you don't grow facial hair in that 16-year-old face anymore, Pat, uh, you can just, you know, stop your commitment. There's really no reason not to do it. Once again, get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash rotoworld. That first month is for free. So, Pat, now I get to pick on you, not just about your face, but about your rankings. I um, guess say, real quick, the shaving, I'm up to... You know, I have to shave like two or three times a week now. So to me, that's basically twice a day. For what? What so, do you shave for? You know, dignity. <laughs> I mean, I have a wife. <laughs> well, Pat, I, I only shave for, for television and video stuff. Like, I mean, that's it. I, I try to, you know, when you work at home, you have to maintain a base level of dignity, you know? Do you, do you ever put on pants and then tuck in your shirt just to like say, I actually try to keep it 
for a home employee, I try to keep it pretty cla- pretty classy. I mean, yeah. I often wear pants. I wear collared shirts. Yeah. See, uh, when I worked from home, I did the exact same thing. I would tuck in my shirts just to feel like I was a human. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't go that far. I don't tuck them in, but <laughs> I do make sure the shirt has a collar. It's like this weird mental game you got to play with yourself. So, uh, all right, Pat. So Eli Manning is your quarterback eight this week. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But Eli Manning has not finished as a quarterback one, meaning the top 12 scorers so far this season, despite some really nice matchups. Um, why do you think that he'll take advantage of this matchup against the Packers? You know, because Eli is kind of one of those strange, you know, weird, basically a, a case of like bad touchdown sequencing where he he's been pretty good so far. I mean, he's got eleven hundred and eighty six yards, completing almost 67 percent of his passes solid YPA. He's turned the ball over a little bit, but nothing crazy. And I just think he's kind of overdue for some positive touchdown regression. And I don't think people really realize how weak the Packers have been against the pass, right. especially with Sam Shields still sidelined. Uh, they're allowing over 300 yards per game. They're allowing almost nine yards per attempt. Only the Jets are allowing more yards per attempt. So I just think it's set up for a big game for Eli, maybe more than people realize, and that you know, it's really, he's been a really good quarterback aside from the touchdown so far. Yeah, and as Reeves points out in his worksheet, um, the Packers have given up the number one wide receiver numbers their last two games. So that wow. will certainly help if Odell Beckham you know, achieves that, or maybe it's Sterling Shepard, who knows. Moving on to running backs. Uh, Melvin Gordon is your running back five, Pat. Uh, obviously someone who is entirely touchdown dependent. So how do you feel about having someone in your top five that while he's getting in the end zone, uh, that might not last? I mean, I tweeted this the other day. I'm going to be so glad when I can stop ranking Melvin Gordon as if he's actually good. But <laughs> I mean, but this touchdown streak, I mean, literally, you know, he didn't score last year year and all of a sudden he leads the league in touchdowns through four games so go figure but it's been all about you know like I said the touchdowns and the matchups and he just has another you know amazing matchup for this week where it's going to be a shootout probably the Raiders the only team in the league averaging over five yards per carry they're allowing the second most rushing yards in the league and you know I agree that Melvin Gordon stinks he's averaging like 3.15 yards per yeah, I looked up the stat before the podcast, and he's had 73 rushes this year, and 50 of them have gone for three yards or fewer. Wow. So this guy was supposed to be like a big play threat and obviously is doing anything but. But, you know, he's been cashing in these touchdowns against these bad opponents, and he's got maybe the worst run game – or, you know, the best run game matchup you could have in football this week. So I think it's one more week kind of – it's not an honor, but it's a duty to rank <laughs> Melvin Gordon in the top five. Forty-five percent of Melvin Gordon's points, fantasy points, are coming from touchdowns. That's quite a bit. Um, yes, I had high hopes for Ryan Matthews in Week One and Week Two when he was perceived to be the workhorse. Obviously, that wasn't the case in Week Three. Now coming off a bye, I believe Doug Peterson said that Ryan Matthews will be the team's lead back heading into this game um, against the Lions. But you have Ryan Matthews at running back 31, Pat. Yeah, you know, it's just, this seems like this shenanigans waiting to happen where what he's got like, what what is it, like 11 carries since week one. He's played two games since then. He got the ball like 11 total times. I mean, they haven't been honest about his health. Right. You know, they, they didn't talk about his ankle at all before week three when it was 
apparently you know, so beaten up he can only get the ball twice. And, you know, so they're claiming he's healthy now, but what good does that do us when they didn't say anything in week three? So how can we trust them on Ryan Matthews' health? And, and Wendell Smallwood has eight fewer rushing yards on 13 fewer carries. You know, had by far the best game by any Eagles running back in week three. So, you know, they're paying lip service to him being the starter. And I'm sure you know, he'll be like the technical starter. You know, in the game book, he'll be listed as the starter. But I'm just expecting one of those chaotic committees. And I, just, I don't see how you can trust him as, you know, uh, anything other than kind of a last gasp RB3. I've got two more questions for you. The first one is you have Demarius Thomas at wide receiver 11 and Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver 19. Obviously, both are playing the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Emmanuel Sanders has the highest target share in the NFL, but you're ranking him behind his teammate. Why would you do such a thing, Patrick? You know, hey, that was great. Uh, I've been trying to figure this one out. And I mean, it's more kind of gut instinct, which is always the best way to rank people. Um, Always, always go with pure gut. But, you know, Demarius Thomas, he's got the, the much longer track record. He's got the much, you know, pure is what we think of when we think of a wide receiver one. And you know, he's scored in back-to-back games. He's had 90 yards in three straight games. He's getting drastically out-targeted by Emmanuel Sanders. But I just think, you know, it's kind of – things are kind of rounding into the usual form in that mm-hmm. wide receiver core. And, you know, they got Desmond – they're facing Desmond Trufant this week. But Desmond Trufant, you know, is like basically Emmanuel Sanders' exact size, which, yeah. He'll probably, I don't know if he's more likely to follow Demarius or Emmanuel. But I'm just, you know, I'm falling back on – Maybe it's a good thing. Demarius Thomas showing he doesn't even need that many targets to have a productive yeah. fantasy no, it's week. True. And, yeah, and uh, it's just yeah, kind of a gut call there that I, I think the, that things are returning to normal so in the Broncos receiver core. Let me ask you this: What if Trevor Simeon doesn't play? Do you drop these guys at all if Paxton Lynch is the quarterback? You know, I haven't tried to think about it too much yet because you know, there's so many things you got, but like you have to think about with the information you already know right. since we don't know that yet. But my gut is that, yes, I'll probably drop, you know, not nothing crazy, right. but maybe two or But maybe, maybe, maybe not DT as a wide receiver one ranking pre-week. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a distinct possibility. Okay. Uh, moving on to someone that people drafted as a wide receiver one, uh, Deandre Hopkins with the Houston Texans. Obviously last week was abysmal, like one catch for four yards or whatever it was. Um, there's a lot of panic. There's very little patience right now with DeAndre Hopkins owners. And now, um, he's facing a difficult matchup with the Minnesota Vikings and he'll most likely draw Xavier Rhodes on the outside, who obviously has the height and the size to compete with him at the catch point. Uh, Pat, you have him as wide receiver 18, um, as firmly in wide receiver two territory. Is that just kind of a safety net for you? Or do you really think that he, you know, could put up near 10 points? It's just how far can you really drop a guy like DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, to me, even 18 seems low. I mean, this could be like kind of the classic industry-wide overcorrection this week. I mean, the warning signs are there. Like you said, off to – he's like the wide receiver 26 through four starts. Got a brutal matchup. But you can also have, you know, kind of a squeaky wheel thing going there. Bill O'Brien seems like the kind of guy who can probably scheme him free if he works really hard at it, which I'm sure he is working really hard at it. Maybe get him away from Xavier Rhodes this weekend and up. And I just, yeah, to me, it's a a player, you know, he's having such a weird year. Our friend who you mentioned earlier, Rich Rebar, pointed out in the worksheet that he has only 33 targets, I think, through four games, driving 60 through four games last year. 
So just everything's been different for him so far, but I mean, we've seen him be so good for two years and just how low can you really rank a talent like DeAndre Hopkins when he's at full health? So, and with all those weapons, the Texans have scored the fewest touchdowns in the NFL. Hey, it's Brock ball, baby. Uh, (laughs) That's what you you pay for, right? Million dollars of work. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Absolutely amazing. Um, So are you Pat? So are you, man? I, I really appreciate you joining me in this podcast each and every week, every Friday, and you guys can check out Pat's rankings. They're updated through the games on Sunday. Pat, thanks so much, man. My pleasure. I wish that I could lie and say this wasn't one of the highlights of my week, but it is. Uh, uh, see, that makes me feel so much better. Um, <laughs> thanks, Pat. Thanks, man. Till next time. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.